Peace, power, and prosperity, family. Y'all already know what time it is. It's the Bitcoin Block Bully coming to you once again with an early rising show of coffee, crypto, and DeFi. Where we're going to look at a couple of updated stories from the DeFi space. Take a look at a couple of statistics that's going on as right now. Um, look at look at um, the rates of loans as well as the top DeFi platforms per certain protocols and platforms in this space. Also, we're going to take a look at price action. What's going on right now? Bitcoin retracing back down to about 7500 um, I was lucky enough. <laughs> yes, I was lucky enough to uh catch catch one on the short side here. Um, and I wonder where my how my BNB position is looking right now. But I got a couple of stories. We're gonna take a look at a couple of stats. We'll probably look at the top ten coins instead of the top top twenty. You know, trying to keep it to a bare minimum and get the um. Let me see who we got in the top twenty. Neo up to nine dollars. Iota, Huobi token, Chainlink, Tezos, Chainlink. Uh, quite um. Disappointing over the last couple of months is we've been seeing a retracement, uh, which could go into a reversal if it's not careful. How's everybody doing today? How's everybody doing? One more mic check. One more mic check. I am streaming live right now via YouTube, Facebook, and recording New Money Matrix podcast. Short disclaimer, first and foremost, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a financial advisor. I cannot give financial advice. I'm not a tax advisor. I'm not a tax advisor. I cannot give tax advice. I'm just a guy who's sharing his know-how and, if, you know, and you know what we can plainly see and read together. And then my opinion on cryptocurrency, blockchain, and the financial sector. This is not to be taken as any type of financial advice, so please don't take it as such. This is for entertainment. This is about an hour, hour and a half maybe of us shooting the shits. This is for shits and giggles. Nothing serious, so please don't take it as such. Um, what we're looking at right now, the first thing we're going to take a look at is the um, pictograph of the top cryptocurrencies. We can see that we have had a nice pump into the market, and right now profit is being taken from that original pump. In fact, if we go over and we take a look at the chart here, very nice. That was nice. That was a nice move. Now, let's look at on larger scale and see exactly what happened here, okay? That's the thing that you got to be able to do. Let's, um, do we want to remove? No, let's just hide these. Let's put our moving averages in. Let's go back to a daily chart and see if we even, if we really even made a difference here. That's interesting. Hold on, let me, let me see. On the weekly, we just bumped up and hit the 55 day. Oh, hold on. There we go. Don't want the laptop to die on us. So on a weekly, just bumping up, coming close to the 55, but interestingly enough, on the daily, that's what I, that's what I like. On the daily, look at that. You see how far away we were from the 21-day exponential moving average, which comes in at around 77.38? I mean, we, we came up and wicked that almost perfectly and then rejected from there. That just happened within the last 30 minutes. That's beautiful. For TA purposes, when you're looking at certain points to get hit to the upside and then being able to take it right back to the downside, um, for those that are not able to watch in that may be listening on the new money matrix podcast at a later time what we're looking at are exponential moving averages and the fact that the seven days specifically has uh been a nice catalyst for our support and or resistance as far as knocking price action either down or up and we can see as we go back into the past where it's been plenty of times where we came back up to test it only to be rejected and then get those nice huge super huge moves that break through everything which is you know manipulation or whatever you want to call it just more buyers and sellers and then we get to dump we take profit and then once again we came up tested the seven uh 21 day moving average here around 78 67 
Got rejected from there all the way back down to about $7,000, a little under $7,100. And then we just pumped back up right above the 21-day exponential and then got rejected from there. So moving right along, we, we, we did just get a, a nice rejection. And we're going to go along and see what the rest of the uh, charts got to show us. But definitely pay attention to this with over the next couple of hours as it's real critical time right now where we got to see. Let me see. Now, nah, see, we already broke under. Let's see. Let's get rid of that. And let's move in with. Even though I don't like using them overextended. But anyways, let's just see how we got, how we fare up. There we go. Nice move up to the 21236. Nice move up to the 236. Rejected by your 21. And right now you're in that real critical decision making point where either you're going to hold up at the 236, which is 7473. Right now you're at 7498. Or you're going to break down from here and this is going to be your pretty much resistance area. And then you're going to continue your trek to the downside. Because always remember the overall trend, which is the one thing that you want to be able to pay attention to is to the downside no matter how many times we get these nice big green candlesticks to the upside when we scroll back and we look overall our trend is to the downside let me throw this back on a weekly real quick just to emphasize on that and there you go let me see where we at there we go right there now one thing that i did notice about this um this actual downtrend here if we go back and we look at you know 2017's high and then pull it to 2018's low a real interesting thing um presents itself to whereas if anyone knows anything about fibonacci retracements and the normal levels um i guess a principle you could call it would be that after an asset rallies either to the upside or to the downside you usually see a retracement anywhere between 38 to 61.8% of the way before it continues or reverses from the original trend that it was in. Meaning that if it's running to the upside and you see a pullback, it can pull back anywhere, usually in principle, between 38 and 61% of the way before bouncing and continuing that uptrend. Now, the same goes for a downtrend, whereas if you see it downtrending hard and then you get a slight pullback back to the upside, it can shoot back to the upside between 38 and 61.8% of the way, get rejected from anywhere within that area, and then continue that downtrend. So, in saying that, what I want to look at here is our FIB levels. In fact, let me reverse these because I got them pulled um, erroneously. Let me see. Let me... There we go. Let me reverse that. And there. So, if we look at the swing high at around... 19, what was this? $19,891 on Coinbase to our swing low of $3,151. We see that we had a perfect 618 retracement, wick rejection, breakdown. Third, uh, you had support here by the 382, broke back up, tested a 50% retracement line. Um, the 382 was around 9532, the 50% was around 11510 rejected from there. Broke down, and now look where you're at right now. Look where you're at right now, where you found your last line of defense. 236. So now, what we're looking at is that you've had your normal retracement. And if, if, this, if we're following this principle, it means that Bitcoin is still in the original downtrend. You had a run-up, right? We broke down extensively. 
So we use our new swing high and our new swing low. And then we have a run up again only to the 618, only to get rejected here around $13,488. And once again, we are breaking down. So how I would look at this is if we're not able to hold up this 236 here, we can definitely see prices as low as around $5,500 coming in around our lower level of support right around here. What's that, 57 even within this little general area, in fact, if we were to box it up, let me see, here we go, if we were to look at, I guess, a general area of interest here, maybe around there, so between 51 and $5,800, but, I mean, right now we're trading at $7,500, so, and, and when you look at the overall trend, Since that high of 13000 it's been pretty much to the downside. Nothing is, has, I mean, and every time we think that we're doing something, we get rejected once again. Not so much by the wicks that you got to pay attention to, but more so by the body closings. The wicks, as I look at them, are, are um, even though viable and I pay attention to them, they're more so attempts by each opposing team. This is an attempt by the Bulls to go higher. They got rejected by the Bears. This is an attempt by the Bears to go lower. They got rejected by the Bulls. Pretty much, right? So watching price action right now where it goes. Um, but, yeah, interesting, uh, very interesting last couple of months, should I say so myself. Let me see who we got checking in before I proceed. What's going on, Mr. Coleman? Cuzzo, what's going on, brother? Brother Wayne, brother Carlo, I can't wait till I have a better understanding and overstanding of the charts. That's the key. What's going on, Miss L? Oh, yeah, we looking damn good. None crypto, but got a new career in line. Man, put it out there. And congratulations. Brother Cottrell, what's going on? What's going on? Peace, God. What's going on, Brother Spellers? Brother Smith, long time. Miss Bradley. Miss Marley Marr. Brother Parks, peace, power, and prosperity. Everybody that's tuning in on the Facebook side of things. How's everybody doing over here on the YouTube side of things? Grand Rising. If y'all want to do real quick, y'all can go ahead and do a roll call. Let me know where you're checking in from. I'm going to go ahead and knock out these top 10 coins real quick for us. So, starting off right now, it's going on 8 a.m. Central Chicago time. We got a 20 uh, overall market cap of $200,748,818,007. We got a 24-hour uh, volume of $18,395,426,765. BTC dominance right now is, is at a 67.61%, meaning that how much dominance it has over the rest of the market, being over the rest of the altcoins. Um, coming in number one, we got Big Bank Hank. Bitcoin trading at $7,505, up 2.8% within the last 24, up 3.8% within the last hour. Coming in number two, we got Ethereum trading at $150, even up 1% within the last 24, 2.5% within the last hour. Coming in number three, we got Ripple's XRP trading at 21 cent down 0.7% within the last 24 hours, only up 2.6% within the last hour. Um, let me see. Coming in number four, you got the cryptocurrency equivalent to the United States dollar, USDT, which is backed by a reserve of 
not just Federal Reserve notes, but also IOUs, if, I'm, uh, if I remember it correctly. Trading at $1.01 right now is down 0.04% within the last 24, up 0.1% within the last hour. Coming in number five, we got Bitcoin Cash, which is a hard fork of the original Bitcoin protocol, trading at $216.10, up 0.7% within the last 24, down 3, oh, no, excuse me, up 3.5% within the last hour. Coming in number six, we got LTC Litecoin trading at $45.93, up 1.7% within the last 24 hours, and 3.5% five percent within the last hour coming in number six we got um no coming in number seven excuse me we got eos trading at two dollars and 76 cents up 0.7 percent within the last 24 3.12 percent within the last hour coming in number eight we got bnb coin trading at 15 dollars and 54 cent up 1.9 percent within the last 24 hours two percent within the last hour um and family the thing to pay attention to look at the gains within the last hour just within the last hour you got two one to two to three percent, almost four percent gains within one hour. Now people might look at that like that's that's a small amount, but not when you're managing large amounts of capital. Two and three percent could be hundreds of thousands of dollars to the right amount of starting capital, and that's what you always want to understand and remember that true wealth is 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 gauged, in my opinion. Once again, my opinion in, in percentages, not so much the dollar amounts. The percentages dictate the dollar amounts. You know what I mean? Um, coming in number nine, we got Bitcoin SV, which is a hard fork of the hard fork Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash. Um, coming in at $100 even, up 2.4% within the last 24, 1% within the last hour. Coming in last but not least at the top 10 coins within, within the cryptocurrency market is Stellar's XLM, trading at $0.05, cents, only up 0.02% within the last 24, 1.7% within the last hour. So not seeing that much of a spike out of the recent rally out of Bitcoin as the rest of the coins did. Those seeing a little bit of pump, but um, moving right along. Let's get into the DeFi side of things, family. Let me see. Let's get rid of this. That way we don't have anything holding us up. We can get rid of this. Let's see. So for those that may not be familiar with what DeFi is, um, you know, in the world that we live in now, you got banking systems, you got insurance systems, you have loan systems. So, um, you know, you have the banks who basically, basically facilitate a number of the transactions that go on from holding our funds to lending out our funds to individuals coming to borrow those funds. Um, you got payday loans. You have title loans. You know, you have mortgages. Um, and it's, it is a whole financial system. You know what I mean? Now, in the space ran completely by code, on the blockchain, you have what is known as decentralized finance and not opposition, but I guess clone or the mirror image of traditional finance whereas a number of the functions that are available to individuals through the traditional sense where you got to go to a counterparty or a centralized entity are also available to that individual without having to go out to any one indiv particular individual um to do the same things you would be able to do in a traditional finance space whereas get collateralized loans, uh, borrow money, um, gain interest, you know what I mean? But you can do this in a decentralized format to whereas you are in complete control and custody of those funds that you are managing, you know what I mean? So you're not giving your funds over, assigning your funds over to any company, group, whatever the case may be, more so the funds are tied or locked in from your private key and your private key interacts with these different coding platforms that allow you to grow or lose capital within the certain cryptocurrencies so what we're looking at right here um i hope that wasn't too complicated of a um explanation when i get to go in and just be 
you know, I'll be giving it as it come in, as it download. But um, what we're looking at over here is a loan scan, which is pretty much almost like a portfolio of the different banks that would be around in the United States looking at the different interest that is available from those banks. The difference over here is that you got a number of different currencies to give you a number of different interests. You know what I mean? So more so when you're looking at the interest um, through any banks within the United States, uh, Bank of America, um, Fidelity, um, what is it, Navy, um, Synchrony, whatever the case may be, you're seeing the interest that you're able to accrue over a certain amount of time in only U.S. dollars. Whereas when you're looking at the decentralized finance uh, portfolios of these different platforms, you're looking at the amount of interest that can be accrued over a number of different currencies because you have a number of different currencies that are, that are able to be used as collateral. Whereas in the centralized space, excuse me, decentralized space, or in the blockchain cryptocurrency space, you have not only U.S. dollars, which really can't be used in this space. You have to turn this into some sort of digital uh, representation. You have what are known as stable coins. You have USDC which is backed by a certain amount of Federal Reserve notes in the reserve, uh, United States dollar coin. You have Psi, which is single collateral die, or the original die, which is multi-collateral die, which are both asset-backed currencies, meaning that there's a number of digital assets actually locked in um, for the issuance of the coins that are available in these two cryptocurrencies. Then you have TUSD, TrueUSD, which is also backed by Federal Reserve notes, Gemini United States dollars, um, backed by uh, Federal Reserve notes, Paxos, backed by Federal Reserve notes, and the United States dollar teller, which is, of course, backed by Federal Reserve notes. Also, IOUs and a number of other different decks, if I understand it correctly. So, you might as well believe that um, we're supposed to, um, we should be, dang, that text just threw me off. I apologize, fam. I just got a text. Just threw me way off. Um. Oh, these are the different currencies that are available to individuals within this space for you to gain interest, I guess I was going to say. And then you can come down and look at the amount of interest that you can gain. So um, if you're using Compound Version 1, which I don't actually don't think is available, they're saying that you can gain 9.9% .9 interest. And that's probably where it left off at before they upgraded to Compound Version 2. Now, I remember first interacting with uh, Compound when interest accrued was actually upwards around 15%. You know what I mean? Um, but right now... Uh, with S uh, USDC, 3.8% uh, interest, 2.5% with DAI. Um, with DYDX, you got 3.9% interest on USDC. Uh, with NUO, you got 7.7% interest on USDC, 4.8% on SI. You got 4.2% on true USD. Um, with Fulcrum, you got 39 with USD, 45 with uh, single collateral DAI, 28 with multi-collateral DAI. Torque, you got 3.9 with USD, 4.5 with single collateral die, 2.8 with multi-collateral die, and so on and so on and so on. I'm not going to go through all of them. And then when you get lower, you see that you, they open up to a number of different currencies as you get to more centralized um, interest-bearing accounts like Celsius, BlockFi, CoinList. You see that they're opened up to Paxos, Gemini, uh, United States Dollars, True USD, um, TUSD. Damn, Nexo giving some very nice interest all across the board, 8%. That's nice. Um, understanding that this is also compounded, not so much 8% at the end of the year. Um, but that's nice, 8% at Nexo. 
But this is just a way for those that are interested, loanscan.io. This is just a way that you're able to go look at the different interest rates across the different platforms. That way, if you are interested, uh, not financial advice, but if you are interested and want to be nosy and see what the different interest that is available out there, you're able to come over here and utilize this platform as well as many others. This is just one that I chose to uh, utilize and show everybody. Now, jumping over to DeFiPost.com, which allows you to look at the top, D5 platforms that allow for a number of different services. You can see right now the total value locked in United States dollars is 665.9 million. Um, and Maker, which is one of the top cryptocurrency, or no, excuse me, top decentralized finance platforms available, which is actually the platform that allows for the issuance of multi collateral die, formerly single collateral die, by the locking in. Or creation of a collateralized debt position utilizing Ethereum as a digital asset that's locked in. And then being able to issue, I guess you would look at them as certificates or maybe maybe even notes of DAI in the place of holding down that collateral. Um, they got a 47.83% dominance over the space. And you can see that, man, just the growth. Let me see, this is September. We dropped down in September and been growing since then. But you can see the amount of growth and money that's been coming into this space. If we go back and we look, this is the last 90 days. Let's look at the last year. Let's see. Let's look at the year. There we go. So this is December 2018. This is just, just organic growth. This is, this is did people that don't even know this space exists growth. Right now it's getting a lot of, not even a lot, it's getting a little bit of traction to where a lot of individuals still don't know that this is going on. You know what I mean? Um, coming down, if we scroll and we look through all platforms, not zeroing out lend indexes, derivatives, payments, or assets, you're looking at Maker, which is the MakerDAO platform, coming in at 318 million locked in. Synthetics bumping up to number two with derivatives, having 174 million locked in. And then Compound coming in at number three. Having a total of 97 million locked in, and I got to give number four with it being my number and then one of my favorite platforms, Instadap, coming in at number four with 35 million, which actually allows you to interact with this platform as well as this platform, as well as the platform preceding it, Uniswap. This one platform, Instadap, allows you to interact with number the number one, the number three, and the five platform all wrapped into one solid space now for individuals that have already had collateralized debt positions open or maybe compound positions open within the internet that are looking to migrate over to the new currency the thing i like about instadap and what they did was actually build in the bridges that allow you to go from a cdp to a vault from single collateral die to multi-collateral die um it's able to migrate your debt from the original single collateral die to the multi collateral die. And then you're able to actually migrate the, for those that have the compa compound platforms, you know, when you turn in or when you used to turn in your single collateral die or when you still do it, um, you get compound single collateral die in its place, which is actually the currency that accrues or grows in price appreciation, which gives you the interest that you get in die. So now what they have built in is the migration bridge that allows you to migrate from that compound single collateral die to compound multi-collateral die all in one solid spot. So you got your dashboard, MCD migration, your lending earn to open up your savings account, the protocol bridge, which allows you to interact between MakerDAO and compound. And then you got your maker, Multi-collateral die, maker, single collateral die, your compound uh, account, and then your Uniswap pools all in one handy space. So th these top five platforms right here 
definitely, definitely must uh, seize. Uh, you see, but I never figured out how to get the damn loan in the first place. Um, and we can see also the amount of funds that are either coming in or going out of each. Uh, funds, actually 2% came in to Uniswap, whereas 1.1% left Maker. 0.9% uh, came in to Compound, whereas 3% left Synthetics. And uh, roughly 2% uh, left out of Instadap. Uh, not too big, not too, uh, too much to be worried about. Um, also, remember the original article that we did on the Bancor platform? Remember they are having their airdrop coming up? They are having their airdrop coming up. Whereas you, for those that are the holders of the Bancor token, are going to be able... Where is my Bancor? I'm just remembering I bought some. But they're going to be able to hold those and receive B, what is it? B-E-T-H, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me see. Let me, let me look and see if I can see a previous. Here we go. Here goes the airdrop right here. And the airdrop is going on New Year's Eve. So you have roughly, what, 27 days left? 31 days? 30 days past September, April, June, and November. Yeah, 31 days in Christmas. So you got about 27 days left to get on top of this. Um, and what it is is that Bancor customers holding the network's, the network's native token, BNT, at the time of the snapshot will be rewarded with 10% of their holdings in a newly created token known as ETH BNT. The new token will additionally generate fees whenever someone makes a conversion involving Ether on the Bancor platform. So, I mean, that in a, in a, in a, in a nutshell, what it is, from you holding Bancor, you're going to get ETH BNT. From you holding ETH BNT, it's going to generate fees whenever anyone makes a conversion involving Ether on the Bancor platform, which is an Ethereum platform, which damn near, nah, not even damn near, all the, all, well, outside of BNT, um, they may have more than one currency on there used as a base currency, but for the most part, it's Ethereum. So you'll be getting a, a number of those fees generated to you as a holder of ETH BNT, which you get from holding BNT. Now, you can always wait for the airdrop to come in and just come out and probably buy ETH BNT as it's probably going to be dumped nine times out of ten. Not financial advice, just what I've seen happen once a time or more within this space when new tokens are uh, brought to the light. You know, for sort of, you know, let them get their footing or whatnot. But uh, moving right along, let me see, what was this? Oh, this is DeFi Explorer if you want to look at some of the uh, multi-collateral DAI CDPs. It allows you to look at the top ten uh, multi-collateral die CDPs um, and their debt. So the debt is the amount of loans that they have out. You can see right here that the number one spot, they got an $11.3 million loan out. Holding 249,000 Ethereum as collateral. And their ratio is only, only at, what, 321% is safe. $11.3 million loan. And all they're known as is their MCD ID. That's it. No name. No credit check. You understand what I mean? This is decentralized finance. You are able to take this. So what, no telling what they're doing with being able to finance themselves up to $11.3 million. You know? Um, looking at MakerScan, this allows us to actually see how much Ethereum is locked in and how much debt or multi-collateral die is issued out. Um, as we can see... I wonder if they have updated this. I wonder if this is, you know what? This may be single collateral die. Yeah, because I see a lot of uh, platforms being drawn out. This may be single collateral die right here. This may not be multi collateral. They may have to update actual MCD onto the MakerScan platform. I wonder if they've done that. Hmm. I wonder who I could, uh, I'm going to have to reach out and see. Because they got to have an updated platform. Right now, they got 60 million out in loans. 
um, and they're holding 1.17, million um, Ethereum as collateral. Let's see what that is as collateral. So we're looking at 1.171. What's that? 914.3 ETH to USD. So let's see exactly how much USD is locked up in here to have a $60 million in loans out. $176,056,685 in uh, United States dollars as of right now with the price of Ethereum as it is. Um, that's how much you have locked in to, you know, have that $60 million out in loans as of right now. So um, pretty much nowhere near becoming insolvent as th this stable coin right here is backed by this digital asset, which is backed by the code and the function that it allows it to do, which gives us this U.S. dollar value because individuals have to have this currency in order to do any function on the Ethereum network. You know what I'm saying? you got to pay gas or utilize gas to to sign the transactions off as everything you do is a smart contract. So, um, yeah, moving right along, one of my favorite platforms, Synthetics, taking a look at their dashboard. Um, real quick, let me see who I got tuning in with me real quick also. Uh, how much is the Bancor token? I bought some BTC last night, and I'm up 3.6% within 10 hours. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff, brother uh, Kennedy. Let's see. What is Bancor token right now? Let's take a look real quick. Let's see what BNT is trading at. Also, let's take a look at SNX. Let's see. Here we go. How much time do we have going on right now? Let me see what I'm on with my recording. Cool. We got 28 minutes. Only a half hour going right now. Let me see. SNX pumping back up. Back up to 37 cent. Let's see. If we go and we take a look at... BNT versus dollar. BNT coming in at around 26 cent right now. Actually coming down to the 50% retracement. If you see that, coming down to test the 50 right now. So it's a quarter right now for each BNT token. It's one quarter right now for each BNT token. Roughly a little, eh, a little more than a quarter, you know, penny more, but, you know. Let me see what we got checking in on the Facebook side of things, not to leave anybody hanging out. Make sure we don't have any uh, questions or comments. Brother Perry, what's going on? Peace, power, and prosperity. So, uh, let's see. What were we looking at? Synthetics dashboard. So, right now in synthetics... Total value of all circulating SNX is $199 million. Right, right up under $200 million in SNX token right now. Um, down 1.9% within the last 24 hours. SNX price right now is at $1.34, roughly. Um, coming in at around down 0.8% within the last 24. Not, 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 not anywhere near you know, huge losses. Coming in, the U.S., the synthetic... United States dollar market cap right now is at $13,578,040. It's actually up 2.65%, as is the price of SUSD being up 2.88%, trading at um, 0.99 cent. The synthetic Ethereum market right now has um, 8.1 million in it, 
synthetic Ethereum price average right now is at $146.12. The synthetic ETH Uniswap rate right now is about 98 What's that? 0.98. And your total cent supply right now, synthetics, is $24,955,651. So we're not going to scroll through all of, well, we only got a little bit left. I guess we can look at the rest of this. You get the network collateralization ratio being 829%, um, which is the aggregate collateralization ratio of all SNX wallets. You have the active collateralization ratio, which is at 730% which is the aggregate collateralization ratio of SNX wallets that are currently staking. Then you have the locked SNX value, which is $175,772,868, um, which is the total value of all staked, staked SNX. Then you have the locked SNX ratio at 84%, which is the percentage of SNX tokens that are staked. Then you have the synthetics exchange volume. Right now, the exchange volume is at a $17 million, $17.6 million. The synthetics exchange total volume, though, synthetics exchange all-time volume is $681 million. That's all-time. Right now, the current fee pool, which is paid out to those individuals that are staking the uh, cryptocurrency SNX, is at $528 million, $161 uh, cent. Okay, my fault about that. Fem froze up. Um, let me see. Are we still? Can you still hear me? Let me know if I'm still. Uh, if I can still be heard. Let me know if I can still be heard. I don't know why I did that. Um. Yep, you do have claimable rewards today on Mentor. You do have claimable rewards today on Mentor. Total gas fees generated, $2.8 million on uh, Synthetics Exchange. So, um, let me see. Oh, what happened here? Let me see. They do have another strategic partnership coming up also. Synthetics did just team up with a new platform. Well, not a new platform, but um, with a new partner, um, ThorChain. Synthetics becomes a strategic partner with ThorChain. Just looking at this. Um, and reading through real quick, they go on to say that Synthetics is a decentralized finance application on the Ethereum blockchain that provides exposure to synthetic derivatives of other financial assets called cents. Users can access, access assets such as gold, Bitcoin, and U.S. dollars. Also, soon Tesla and Apple and other stocks. And just as a heads up, they are creating a Synthetics futures market where you're going to be able to trade with leverage on synthetic assets. So I'm waiting for that. Um, but you can trade with these right now within the Ethereum blockchain in a censorship-resistant way with the distribution of trust. Synthetic has seen meteoric rise in 2019, taking on investments from Framework Ventures, working with Chainlink, 
who they're using as the Oracle, and they're actually switching over to the Chainlink uh, ecosystem. Launching Mentor and a Synthetics Exchange, listings on Liquid and Bitrix, and finishing the year second only to make a down in terms of locked assets. Synthetics has shown what decentralized finance can be and how product market can fit. Uh, how product market fit can be achieved. Thorchain is essentially Uniswap for the cross-chain environment. Uniswap is another example of a decentralized finance application on the Ethereum achieving product market fit with 26 million in staked assets, providing liquidity for over 100 markets. However, the following are some key differences between Thorchain and Uniswap. Um, number one, Thorchain supports all chains with one-way state pegs and threshold signatures. Number two, they remove the impermanent loss problem with the CLP formula. Number three, they prevent sandwich attacks, allowing pools to emit trustless price feeds. Number four, they, um, they have faster execution of swaps with asynchronous liquidity delegation. Number five, they have protocol-level incentives for the stakers, key. And then number six, they have system-wide collateralization on all stake capital. Now, the trustless price feeds, which is one of Thor's unique attributes in, it, attributes in his um meaning that every pool has assets bonded to Rune, which is the currency of Thorchain, such that the purchasing power of the asset at any point in any time is given simply by the ratio of the pool balances. This means that the pool balances emit a price feed, and since anyone can interact with the pool, over time the pool's balances represent fair market internet intent. Excuse me. Uniswap has this same feature, and from historical analysis, can be seen to track reference market price within a margin of 30 base points. The Uniswap liquidity, uh, which is the Uniswap liquidity fee, um, it also protects against sandwich attacks. Which, what does it say? The problem with Uniswap's implementation is that it's vulnerable to low-cost sandwich attacks, which is known, which is a known problem. Any attacker for the cost of 60 basis points can move the pool's price in any direction and back again very quickly in a sandwich attack, which is where the victim's orders are sandwiched by the attackers. What is the solution? One solution is to create an array of historical prices at regular times and generate a time-weighted average price over a certain time period, which makes the times of the which makes the cost of the attacks much more easier to reason about and more expensive. However, this can cause runaway state, runway, runaway state growth, especially for Ethereum smart contracts, and can still be sandwich attacked, but by sandwich attacking at precisely the point at which the snapshot is given. A better solution is to couple the fee paid with the slip caused by the transaction, such that final fee paid is always representative of the demand of liquidity, no matter the pool's depth or size of the transaction. This is called a continuous liquidity pool, or the CLP formula. Thus, if a transaction causes a 0.3% slip in price, the spender will pay 30 base points. But if the transaction causes a 1% slip in price, the spender will pay 100 base points. This works no matter the size of the pool or transaction. As a consequence, uh, sandwich attacks become prohibit prohibitively expensive, at the same time paying large fees to stakers. This in turn increases the incentives to add capital pool, become making, uh, making following follow on attacks even harder and i know a lot of this mumble jumble really isn't the cup of tea of some individuals listening in right now um being that a lot of this is foreign language 
just know that they're letting you in on the use case of Thor and how it's going to be utilized, not only in the system, but, you know, the insights of why Synthetics is working with them. So I'll allow the individual to come take a look at this article. Um, it's called Synthetics Become Strategic Partner to Thor Chain, and it is available on, uh, on Medium. Um, last but not least, some good news coming in from Zerion, who just got a $2 million um, raise to fuel the next phase of the DeFi space. So just like Instadab getting, up, I think, around $2.4 in seed fund, the Zerion banking protocol just got a $2 million seed fund, um, which was led by Placeholder, which participation from Blockchain Ventures and Gnosis. They go on to state that today we are thrilled to announce that Zerion has raised $2 million in seed funding to build the best interface to decentralized finance. The investment was led by Placeholder, with participation from Blockchain Ventures and Gnosis. Um, before we talk about our partners, we would like to talk a bit about Zerion. Since the beginning of our journey, we have achieved a lot. We've processed more than $16 million in compound deposits, originated more than $19 million in simple SIN transactions, handed over $2 million in supply liquidity to Uniswap pools in less than a month, and won an award for the best user experience of UX in the Ethereum ecosystem at DevCon 5. We won first place at the Y Combinator Hackathon with the DeFi app, a savings account based on DeFi, um, and we became one of the best portfolio management tools for DeFi. And anyone that has taken advantage of the um, in-house banking webinar, you know, know that uh, the Zerion platform was one of those that I introduced and showed you how to utilize. Um, we bootstrapped Zerion from scratch, and it would, be not, it would not be possible without our fantastic team, our partners, Twitter feeds, and, of course, the users. Joining the DeFi movement around a year ago was a big decision for our team. We were in the blockchain space for years before that, but we almost lost hope after we saw the direction where the ICO market is taking it. DeFi was a breeze of fresh air. It was something we had been waiting for since Ethereum came out. I'm glad we persisted through the tough times and focused solely on innovating in DeFi. Today, Zerion enables non-technical users to acquire, track, and manage assets on many lending DeFi protocols, not to be confused with lending platforms like BitConnect or Laser Online from back in the day, but including but not limited to MakerDAO, Compound, Uniswap, Set, and Fulcrum. And I'll be having a webinar coming up showing you how to use Structured, Fulcrum, Set, Nuo, and maybe DDEX. Um, just a number of the different decentralized finances in the space, uh, financial uh, decentralized finance protocols in the space. Uh, what happened? Hold on. Something blocked out here. Hold on. Let me see what's going on here. Good morning, Queens. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Um, I don't know what just happened to this page. Let me see. Let me try to refresh here. Here we go. Um, going on, it goes on to state that the seed round is an important milestone for us. Together with the DeFi community, we are designing an open community from the ground up, and today we went one step further. Now, the investors, placeholders. Um, Brad Burnham, a partner at Placeholder and previously a co-founder at the Union Square Ventures, led the round. Throughout the evaluation of the Internet, he helped companies like DuckDuckGo uh, Duck, and Cloudfare improve um, privacy data. Now with Placeholder, he is passionate about the value of decentralization in crypto networks. His experience and principles will guide our team as we grow the company. Uh, so, okay, I see what they're doing. 
They got blockchain ventures teaming up. They got Gnosis, which is a real interesting wallet that you can utilize if you know your way around a decentralized space. Um, I welcome you to try the products for yourself and show it to your friends interested in DeFi, which is what I'm trying to do. Get the information out for, so any and everybody can utilize it. But um, let's go real quick. Go to the actual page. Let's go to Zerion Banking. Uh, there we go. So invest in DeFi. It's a simple interface that allows you to interact with a number of different protocols. Better than your bank, as you can see. And this is pretty much how the interface looks. It'll bring up the number of different platforms that your address is tied to. I don't know if they've integrated SNX yet or the Mentor platform, but I do know that another platform much like Zerion called MyDeFi, only available for uh, mobile, um, acts in the same way, but it does pick up Mentor and your SNX holdings. So, um, yeah, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, family. I do I do appreciate any and everybody that did tune in with me for this early rising show, A Coffee and Crypto and DeFi. Um, did share a lot of information. You can go back and check out the replay for anyone that may have tuned in late or is tuning in now. Right now, we're going on one of my favorite numbers on the New Money Matrix podcast. And that is actually us shifting over to being recorded at 44 minutes as present right now. So, 44 minutes for y'all to listen to. Um... And a little bit over that on the actual video for anyone that's tuning in via YouTube and Facebook. Until the next video, until the next podcast, this is the Bitcoin Block Bully. Peace, power, and prosperity, family. I am out of here.